0: Welcome to the Stories in Climate podcast, a podcast where we talk about the journey of individuals who have committed themselves to solving the climate crisis. I'm Jim Schwabel, one of the founding members of Protea.Earth, a social network for climate change enthusiasts. Today's guest is Sanjana Paul, the Executive Director of the Earth Hacks Foundation. Sanjana is a recently graduated electrical engineering student at VCU and has a strong passion about the intersection of earth science and electrical engineering. Here we talk about how we can use hackathons to promote innovation in the climate change community through bottom-up university movements. Let's get started. Uh so yeah, so, so we we have uh Sanjani here. Um I figured uh one would just be really awesome, uh Sanjani, just to give a little little intro of yourself, your background, you know, how how did you get involved in the climate world? <laughs> so, yeah,
1: for sure. Um, so I guess really, like, if we want to really start from, like, square one, uh, the first job, I guess, or the first thing that I wanted to spend most of my time doing when I was, like, a really small child, when I was, like, four or five, um, is I wanted to help the fishes, uh, which my mom translated to, you want to be a marine biologist, and I was, like, okay, yeah, sure, um, and so then, like, throughout my life, I just sort of, like, um, crisscrossed various fields of science and I was just interested in I think pretty much every like subfield of science at least once I had a geology phase I had a chemistry Mm -hmm. phase I you know etc etc and then in high school I started gravitating uh, towards math and physics no pun intended um, because I finally had built up sort of the background and everything to be able to understand how cool they were Mm -hmm. Uh, and that led me to Sort of think about going into engineering, but I had sort of this moral quandary because when I looked at sort of the tech world, I really didn't like the intentions behind it. I was like, mm-hmm. we should just be innovating for the sake of innovating. We are the ones who essentially build the technology that like created our civilization right? And so the foundations of that should be something good. And so that led me to have an interest in renewable energy. And so I was like, Oh, okay, like who who works in the power and energy sectors? How how can I Mm -hmm. get in there and sort of change it from the inside out? And so I studied electrical engineering. Um, And so while I was studying that, I again, started zigzagging all over the place, just because all these opportunities came my way. And I did research in medical devices and semiconductor manufacturing and all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But I, I started to feel this mounting panic. Um, And I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. And then I realized that, you know, I always like to stay very afloat of current events in the world and things that are happening and major scientific discoveries. And I was realizing that, like, increasingly, alarmingly, you're seeing all these really, really concerning large scale natural disasters and events that all have, like, this one thing in common, which is human-induced climate change. Mm-hmm. And so then even while I was like, yes, I'm here to study electrical engineering so that I can go and transform the grid, I was like, I'm not going to get there fast enough.
0: Yeah, totally. I
1: started, I started looking at the scale of these things. And again, I started waking up in the middle of the night. I started, like, getting preoccupied with it in class. I couldn't think about anything else.
0: Well, so I, I, love, I love that. It, it reminds me, when when I was in college, I had a very similar passion for neuroscience. Um, uh-huh. I, I uh, my brother suffered a, a severe psychotic episode halfway through college. So it was very, very traumatizing for me, but it was kind of a driver of, of like deep fire within me to, to innovate yeah. in neuroscience and med device. And um, this Earth Hacks organization seems very similar to uh, a lot of the organizations I formed in medical device development and in, in, uh, the communities we built in college. And I just feel like there's so much power. To start these bottom up student organizational movements mm-hmm. uh, to really create solutions, propagate innovation, uh, curate resources through private philanthropy and others um, I really think it's great. Um, I feel like from this story I, really, one of the questions I felt like I, I didn't get was um, answered is, is like did you have a mentor did, is there someone in your life that you that just made you gravitate towards here outside your own scientific curiosity? I feel like um, uh, for me I, I had a few of those people in my life in, in college, uh, one being Sean Phelps at GTRI, a few, few great people. Were there any people instrumental in your, in your life that kind of put you uh, in uh, focusing in this area? I feel like that's often uh, a question I figured uh, might, might be good for the audience.
1: Yeah, um so so definitely there there were. There I don't think that it was just limited to one person. I think that there are a few key people in my life. Uh the person who really inspired me to start Earth Hacks was actually uh my boss over one summer. I was working at a conservation tech startup and I was ranting to my boss, um, Dr. Alex Deegan about um just issues that I had with the engineering community and how we have all of these brilliant people and they're not applying themselves to climate problems because like, it's not put into their language. And, uh-huh. and he just looked at me and he was just like, I mean, you have it pretty well figured out <laughs> like why don't you yeah. get it started and oh. so like that's a good point and it was just a super informal conversation but that was really the moment that like led me to start this organization I remember like on the way um, home after work that day I was getting on the metro and I just texted one of my friends and I was like do you want to do an environmental hackathon with me and I think that that's really the the moment that I was born
0: and do you think that, uh, that as soon as you said, oh, you, you made the shift, I feel like everybody has their, their moment where, where they want to really take action in the climate. Like for Sumit and I in, in the Protea world, it was four or five months ago. Right. Do you feel like at that moment when, when you're like, oh, I want to build, uh, you know, the the, 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 uh, this hackathon, uh, it just kind of landslided from there and, and you just got a lot of support and it was easy. Or, or do you think there, it was challenging, um, to, to build a base of, of people organizing the hackathon? Because, I imagine in climate, um, I find that it's, it's sometimes hard to find the right, the right people. <laughs> in the Bay Area, we've been lucky. I feel like there's a lot of great organizations. But uh, when, when I was at Georgia Tech, there, were, there weren't that many people in the med device world that, that wanted to innovate. So it took a while to build that base. But I, I'm just kind of curious, were there any challenges with that? Or or was it pretty easy uh, or to, to create people?
1: There were so many challenges. It was not easy. The first six months, I wanted to give up every day, but I kind of couldn't because then there was, again, that counterbalancing, like, sense of urgency and panic. Uh, It was, like, very much an uphill battle. There were a couple of people who, like, initially right at the outset were like, yes, I support you. This is a great idea. But for every one of those people, there were 10 other people who were like, I don't understand why you're doing this you should probably stop doing this. You should go to the career fair instead. i like, <laughs> time on this. Um, and so it was very difficult to sort of find the core group of people who would help me build the organization and then also expand, you know, figuring out how to expand, what directions uh, to expand in. And um. I think that after probably like the, the first, um, it, even after the first hackathon we had, it was still challenging. And then I think after that, once we turned into a nonprofit, we started sort of, magically getting in touch with some of the right people who then started like this avalanche effect. And I think that in mm-hmm. the past few months, uh, despite the workload being very heavy, it's been going a lot better. And we've been like exposed to these amazing opportunities and just received like an outpouring of support. And we're really trying to build our community. So that's very heartening to see.
0: Great. Great. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, so, so I guess uh, with, with Earth, Earth Hacks, you started, uh One hackathon at the the VCU, I'd imagine, um, uh, and you started this foundation. Right. um, Is the vision to kind of create a foundation that funds hackathons anywhere in the world, uh, in in universities, or, or does it extend beyond that scope, so to speak? Just kind of curious.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's kind of um, I think both of those uh, answers. So we we called it the <clears throat> foundation at the time because we were undergrads and so people didn't think we had any credibility and we wanted it <laughs> to sound credible. Yeah, uh, and then realized that foundations usually give money, but what we do is we give resources. We provide students with these logistical, operational, um, intellectual support to run these environmental hackathons, and we don't uh-huh. charge them. It. Um, So we do uh, envision that we we are trying to expand across the United States and sort of galvanize um, university students and see how they respond to it. And we do have plans to uh, go international as well, because uh, I think Mm -hmm environmental innovation, uh, shouldn't just be limited to this country. In fact, we, uh, are sort of limiting ourselves by not actively investing our time as much in other countries, but we also don't want to just like show up and be like, Hey, we have this foundation and like, you should just take it as it is and listen to it. So we really want to make sure that we build our community, um, and make contacts in any countries before we expand so that the local team can really take ownership of the project. So I think both.
0: Cool. Cool. And, and, uh, yeah, and I guess, uh, one of the things that I think about when, when you you talk about all this is uh, the education system and, and yes. your training. I feel like this idea of sustainability and, and hacking and, and innovating projects towards climate change in various capacities, whether it's renewables, uh, whether it's getting involved in building a new uh, a new 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 renewable uh, health initiative in the third world, uh, whatever it is. I feel like everyone's coming from a different angle, a different background. Um, There's so much interdisciplinary nature of collaboration. Do you you believe that in the future uh, we should be restructuring the education system a bit for sustainability per se as an initiative within itself, within the university? Uh, Or or do you think that uh, we should uh, still have, uh, say, an electrical engineering discipline that you're trained in? Um, I think of bioengineering as an example where it kind of spawned out of medicine. Mm-hmm. and we we created an engineering discipline uh, around uh, biology uh, to right. create new technology around the human body uh, do you okay. do you think that there w- with what you're doing is this just a side question mm-hmm. um uh, it, it would be kind of useful uh to to create a uh, a system where it could be more of a sustainability uh say to, for for a healthy earth uh mm-hmm. sort of so to speak as a discipline within the education system itself like do you think yeah. that's so yeah, I definitely
1: do think so. Um, I think that, like, to answer, I guess, both parts of that question, definitely there should be more focus on sustainability in general, because sustainability, I think, I'm glad that in recent years, it's become a buzzword, but I'm also not glad in recent years that it's become yeah. a buzzword, because yeah. I think that we forget what the actual meaning is, right? Sustainability. We want to be able to, essentially, at this point, sustain humanity, right? And that doesn't just uh, mean divesting from fossil fuels, although it does in large part. It also means thinking about how we uh, should best utilize the technology we have, how we should prepare for how we've changed our world, what are the challenges we're going to face as the population increases, stuff like that. Um, But I also do think that the education system Uh, as it stands right now, needs to, especially in higher education, uh, shift its focus specifically from being so concentrated on a major and being really concentrated on a problem. So, like, my, like, ideal uh, world as a university student, I would not want people to ask me what I'm majoring in. I would want them to ask me what problem I'm solving. And that could be in a specific, like, area. You know, if I was just like, I really don't like the – power transmission inefficiencies in our society. And so I want to create like a decentralized power grid. And that's the problem I'm solving. I'd probably Mm -hmm. mostly do electrical engineering things, but that's what I would be studying is how to solve that problem.
0: Yeah, no, I love that perspective. I I feel like uh, in bioengineering, we we had a PBL curriculum at Georgia Tech and mm -hmm. we did problem-based learning in every class and everything was an open-ended problem and themes. And I feel like I, I really believe in climate change it's policy. It's a science issue. It's an engineering problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are geopolitical issues everywhere. Uh, there, there are uh, all sorts of uh, corporate incentives that, that are quite hard to fix. We, we don't have carbon taxes. Mm-hmm. So, all these things um, collectively create an incredibly complex system that, that, for me, just as an engineer myself being trained, it's hard to navigate and learn and, and synthesize. Without talking to a hundred different experts from a hundred different fields mm-hmm. to know what what is the most important thing to work on, right. so I, I, I asked that question because you're you're a current student. I feel like your perspective is incredibly valuable. I just I
1: just graduated.
0: Okay, or you just graduated. Just now. Or you just graduated. Sorry, I, I totally apologize. No, you're fine. Um, so you just graduated, and, and your perspective is so fresh that I feel like this might spawn some conversations around how do we innovate the education system? How do we create? um, people just anywhere to learn about climate change, maybe a Coursera class or, mm-hmm. or whatever else. Yeah. Um, very cool. Um, yeah. So I guess, um, um, uh, moving on a bit. Um, so I think like one of the things we're, we're looking at, um, is looking at social networks as a tool to, to fight climate change issues. Um, I, I'm kind of curious, like, uh, in, in, your experience in starting this, this organization. Um, have you been able to connect with the right people to scale? Scale this uh th- this this EarthHacks organization to all these other universities? Like could a social network help promote that? Like where do you see the the opportunity for social networks to fit into to what you're what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I mean I think that first of all, looking at the the people who we're working with, right? We're working with people who are in college, right? We we've grown up with technology, we're very used to it um and we spend a lot of our time on it that's how we connect mm-hmm. with friends you know it's it's been like of course there with any technology it's a double-sided sword but like it allows you to form and maintain I think it's an incredibly valuable aspect of a lot of young people's lives. Um, And so I think that um, whenever you want to get an initiative started, whenever you need to spread an important message, social media is like a very powerful tool. And it's kind of um, honestly a shame if you don't use it. And so I I think that uh, with regards to the Earth Hacks Foundation specifically, definitely, we're we're very much trying to uh, build the environmental hackathon community and connect like-minded people across the country and then one day across the world so that at the very least, everyone knows what the other people are doing. right because you you sort of another thing that we sort of set out to fix is that you have all of these like one-off environmental innovation events that never communicate with each other and two people are doing the same thing and they're doing work twice and they don't realize so i think it would be extremely valuable
0: i I also think it'd be really cool to create an earth hacks badge on on protea (laughs) (laughs) just so to speak is is a if you participated you get a cool cool badge in your location
1: that would be fun because our our logo is we call it the leaf bulb um, and it's a light bulb, and like the filament is shaped like a leaf. And so I'm always talking about it, and I'm always trying to figure out like how we can get the leaf bulb in as many places as possible. And so 100% down. We'll continue this conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, I guess the I mean, there's not not much else I I I, I have, but um, I uh, I just wanted to open it up to you see see if you wanted to share anything uh, with the climatethon community. Are there any ways that our community uh, that, that, that we're curating in the Climathon and also in Protea can help help you uh, outside of, uh, I guess, the things you've already said. Um, are there ways that we can help promote? Um, are there any hackathons coming up we can participate in? You know, I think it'd be yeah. great to, to you know, tell, tell, tell anything that, that you think that you want to share.
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, so essentially, yes to all of the above. Uh, like I said, we're very, very focused on building the environmental hackathon community because at the end of the day, this is about the people who are making uh, these changes in the climate space. And so we want everyone to be able to interact with each other and learn from each other. Um, and so absolutely, please reach out to us. Uh, visit our website at earthhacks.io. Find us on social media. Reach out to us. We're a very small team, so we're all always on these sites. And we literally have gotten messages from really remote, disparate areas, unlike we read all of them and we respond to all of them like this dude in washington state emailed uh our earth hacks email and i don't think he was expecting anyone to respond but i did and he was so surprised um so if if any part of earth hacks uh interests you excites you resonates with you or if you think that you have an idea for how to make this even better like 100 percent reach out to us we there's i really don't see there being any competition In the climate space, I think we all understand the gravity of the situation that we're in and the importance of the work that we're doing against it. And so I think that really uh, any opportunity to talk and collaborate and support each other's work, um, you know, even everyone supporting Earth Hacks, Earth Hacks supporting everyone else uh, is fantastic. And everything's on a case-by-case basis. Everyone's circumstances are different. So, like, come talk to us because I think that we would be really excited to make our community a little bit bigger.
0: Awesome! Yeah, that's great, and uh, yeah, I'll definitely post the, all the links after this episode, in the bottom so people people can go to the website, contact you, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully get the philanthropists to, to donate money to the foundation. <laughs> so okay.
1: so uh, that we can and yes, yes. Yeah.
0: So so please, any anyone with money out there, please okay. donate it to to uh, to EarthHacks, so that more universities can do such innovation initiatives. I just believe strongly that uh, these projects really transform uh, our, our thinking, uh, create a really innovative culture. I think culture is so important in climate, like getting innovation right, getting the right uh, the right disciplines in the room. I think engineers, yes. computer scientists are essential uh, to this, but we, we also need policy uh, and, and everyone, every, every other aspect to this, this problem. Civil engineers, building designs, it's a very hard problem. And, and I think more projects we have, higher likelihood there is to to have the right project scale and really have global impact. So, agreed. Yeah, thanks for your awesome. great work. Uh, really excited to collaborate going forward, and I appreciate your time on the show.
1: Thank you. Likewise.
0: So, what do you all think now about the hackathon movement? Do you think they can be used to promote a culture of innovation in the climate science community and climate change community? Uh, do you want to start a hackathon? Maybe you should reach out to, to Sanjana at your university to start a, your own hackathon. Um, I'm a Georgia Tech alumna. I'd love to see one there. Uh, what do you think about the education system? Do you think that uh, it's optimal for innovating in climate change? Uh, do you think? We should restructure the, the education system a bit, create a new major perhaps in s- sustainability or environmental sustainability. Um, what do you think about you know how we can as a, as a society uh, promote larger hackathons or collaborate across hackathon groups? Uh, we're We're creating this uh, climathon in the Bay Area, but uh, we we are trying to collaborate with Sanjana and the Earth hacks. These are some of the questions to think about. I think we all can do more in the climate change community. Uh, I think we covered a little bit in the in the show that uh, this is a bigger problem than any one of us can solve. And, and as long as we're kind of putting Earth at the center and the impact we have on the environment, reducing emissions, etc., we're all winning. So, so yeah. Uh, thanks again for being on the show. This is our first episode, um, and I encourage you all, if, if you haven't yet done so already, uh, visit protea.earth, our, our website for. Uh, climate enthusiasts as a, as our social network. Uh, we're, we're excited to, to get this up and running over the next few months, and we'd love for you to be a part of it. Thanks so much. I'm Jim Schwabel, and I'll catch you next time.